A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. 70 a.m. The Zone. This is the Midwest Farm Report. From Definitely a cooler day on a Wednesday morning. Welcome to the month of June. Good morning, everyone. I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. Yeah, we're going to see some partly sunny skies today, a little cooler than what we experienced yesterday. 71 our expected high, and we'll be lucky if we get to that high by late this afternoon. Tomorrow, sunshine and 73. Friday, sunshine, 74 degrees. Now, there is a little possibility of rain on Saturday for anybody that's got a June dairy event coming up. Saturday's highs around 73 degrees. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist. More weather with him in just a moment. Congratulations, Wisconsin dairy farmers. In the month of April, your milk price hit a record high. $27.10, according to the estimates from the Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service. We'll take a closer look at that. And we're also going to introduce you to our summer intern. Her name is Allison Lund. She hails from Cambridge, currently a student at Purdue. She's going to bring us a story this morning, as well as an update from the fields on a Wiffles Wednesday. Stick around. If you're interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company, Rural Mutual Insurance is looking to add to their growing team of successful employees and agents. Apply online today at ruralmutual.com slash careers. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Are flying insects a problem this year? It's hard to tell the way the wind's been blowing. They don't have a chance to slow down and land. But as always, I think we can expect mosquitoes with some of that moisture and some of the, the swamps and the ponds around the area. Bob Osold at the northern end of the world's longest barn and whether you're on the northern end or the southern end of the world's longest barn, I think, Stephanie, we're going to have mosquitoes this summer. <laughs> I think that's a guarantee, Bob. And I've actually got a few battle scars from this past weekend with mosquitoes. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, Warm weather, it comes with those pests such as mosquitoes and ticks. And because I want to know how to get rid of them, I reached out to entomologist P.J. Leash. P.J. is known as the Wisconsin bug guy, and he directs the UW Insect Diagnostic Lab. He says ticks are actually the number one target for entomologists because of the diseases they carry. But first, we do touch on mosquitoes, and he shares what populations may look like for those pests this summer. Yeah, so that, that's always a great question, and I wish I had a, a magical crystal ball that could tell me exactly what would happen. Uh, if that were the case, I'd probably you know, be on a beach somewhere with a cocktail in my hand. But um, in terms of mosquitoes, we haven't seen a whole lot of mosquito pressure yet. However, I think it's going to be catching up to us in the next couple of weeks here. In a typical year, in Wisconsin, I often see a lot of mosquito activity and mosquito pressure pop up right around Memorial Day weekend, uh, give or take about a week or two. Now, if you think about our weather accumulation of growing degree days and things like that, many parts of the state have been running roughly about a week or so behind at this point. So that may kind of push things back a little bit and delay it. But 
many parts of the state have had uh, sufficient rainfall, and water is always a, a critical aspect in terms of the mosquito life cycle because the juvenile stages need to be in water. It could be from melting snow. It could be from rainfall. Uh, sometimes it's more permanent water in ditches and marshy areas. In other cases, it could be temporary water that pools up in tire tracks for just a, a couple of weeks or something like that. So I think the conditions have been set that uh, we're probably going to see some pretty good mosquito pressure popping out here, as I said, in the next perhaps two weeks or so. So it wouldn't surprise me if it were even sometime over Memorial Day weekend that we started seeing a lot more. And that lights some alarms up in my head. If you have standing water on your property, you know, you might want to try to get rid of that, right, to avoid building a mosquito nesting ground. Definitely. That's always an important factor to look at when we're looking at mosquito control uh, from the bigger picture, the, the larger perspective. Uh, if you live in, say, a urban or suburban residential area, uh, you're probably not going to have like a marsh right up to your backyard, uh, and we can't really do anything ab about a marsh. But if you look in your yard, you may have uh, it could be kids' toys in a sandbox that are collecting a bit of water. It could be a, a low-lying spot in a tarp that's covering a pile of firewood that can hold some water. Uh, it could be old tires sitting around. Just about anything that can collect water can potentially breed some mosquitoes. And mosquitoes don't need much water. So just to put it in perspective, if you had a cap from a disposable water bottle, if you flip that upside down and, and put it on the ground, filled it with water, you could probably easily... Uh, breed uh, a dozen or maybe two dozen or so mosquitoes from that little bit of water. So anytime you have standing water in your property, if you can do things to drain it out, reduce it, that can help with your local mosquito population. Are mosquito diseases something that we need to worry about here in Wisconsin? That's a really good question, Stephanie. Uh, we do have to be aware of mosquitoes because they have the potential to transmit diseases. However, when I look at the big picture, we do technically have some diseases here in the state that are transmitted by mosquitoes, but we're in a much better situation than other parts of the planet. If you head down to the tropics, for example, then all of a sudden you're talking about uh, malaria, yellow fever, dengue, uh, and a much longer list of diseases, and many of those you know, affect millions of people every year. Here in Wisconsin, the upper Midwest, uh, our biggest concern that I hear about is West Nile virus, um, which we have not really had too much of an issue with um, for many years. I think the last year we had a big spike was around 2010, if I remember correctly. So it, it's been a while. And even in that uh, so-called bad year, I think we had uh, between 50 and 60 cases in the state. Uh, and to put it in perspective, last year, uh, which was 2021, uh, the CDC reports that we only had six cases uh, that were documented in Wisconsin. So really not too bad here. I do know some other parts of the U.S., like the southwestern states, had much bigger issues with that disease last year. So, um, again, we haven't had that many West Nile virus cases out there, which is good. I, I think we still need to be cognizant of it and, and thinking about it. Uh, another disease that occasionally pops up is eastern equine encephalitis, which can be a very serious disease. It, it can lead to fatalities. But when you look at the data over the last decade or so, we've had maybe about four or so cases in the last decade. So it really is something that seems to be rare uh, and, and pops up every once in a while, but in very, very low numbers, which is good for us so far. So, again, I think folks need to be aware of mosquito diseases. 
Um, and, and we should be taking precautions like using repellents and, and things like that. But uh, I don't think we need to be overly concerned about it because in my mind, I'm much more concerned about diseases associated with ticks rather than mosquitoes here at the moment. Oh, yeah, that's the other problematic pest tries to get me every year, the tick. And, PG, as you said, we can be vigilant in protecting ourselves against those guys. Yes, definitely. Some precautions that work not only for mosquitoes but also for ticks are doing things like wearing long-sleeve clothing. That acts as a physical barrier between the mosquito or tick and our skin. If they can't get to our skin, they can't bite us. It's that simple. So that can be uh, a good solution. Now, keep in mind, if we're watching the weather and it's 90 degrees coming up here in some parts of the state in the next week, it's hard to put on long sleeves when it's that darn hot. But if it's relatively cool, um, maybe you're out on a hike and it's in the 50s or 60s or you're on the campfire in the evening, it's easy to put on a, a flannel or jeans or something like that. And again, that's a good precaution. I mentioned the repellents like DEET work for both mosquitoes and ticks. If you're not a fan of DEET, because sometimes folks you know, just don't like it for various reasons, the greasy feeling, or uh, sometimes it, it uh, affects certain plastics, there's some alternatives that also are backed up by scientific research, such as picaridin, IR3535. And if you're looking for a plant-based option that works, there are products out there containing oil of lemon eucalyptus, and all of those can be found at uh, a lot of hardware stores. I've seen them at Menards and Home Depot and other locations like that. Uh, and then one other important thing for ticks is to do tick checks at the end of the day because it turns out if you're bitten by like a deer tick, for a deer tick to transmit Lyme disease, it doesn't happen instantly. They actually have to be attached for about 36 to 48 hours or longer. And so if you go out on a hike and you come in and you check for ticks, even if they were on you, if you remove it relatively quickly, the chances of a deer tick transmitting Lyme disease are going to be very, very low at that point. So tick checks are a very important precaution as well if you're spending time outdoors. PJ, can you tell us more about the severity of some of the diseases that come from ticks, such as Lyme's disease? Yeah, so Lyme is, is our number one uh, arthropod-borne disease concern that I have at the moment in Wisconsin, the upper Midwest, because in a given year, we're talking about thousands of cases here in the state. So just to uh, bring that back into perspective, when I talked about mosquito diseases, we had about six cases of West Nile virus last year for mosquitoes versus a couple thousand cases of Lyme disease. So much bigger health threat in my mind are some of these tick-borne diseases. And again, Lyme is our, our biggest concern. There are some other diseases out there that pop up from time to time, like anaplasmosis, babesiosis. Um, there's also a rare uh, but a serious viral disease called Powassan virus. And all of these I've mentioned now can be uh, transmitted by deer ticks. So uh, that is by far our biggest tick of concern. There's also, of course, the common wood tick, also known as the American dog tick, which technically can carry certain diseases, but we just don't see many disease problems with it. So if I had to pick a tick to be bitten by, hands down it would be the wood tick because I, I know my chance of disease risks are very, very low. But uh, with deer ticks, for example, we know uh, at the moment across Wisconsin, roughly 20% of the juvenile deer ticks are carrying Lyme disease and about 40% or so of the adults. And sometimes in localized areas, it, it may even be higher than that. So that's almost a coin flip in terms of if that adult deer tick is carrying Lyme disease. So that's a very, very serious health threat that we face here in Wisconsin.
And not everyone knows, you know, how to distinguish the species or, or what ticks even look like. Is there a website people can go to to understand more about ticks? Sure. Yeah, there's a number of really great websites out there. I have some information on my website for the UWN Tick Diagnostic Lab. Uh, I also have a colleague, Dr. Susan Paskowitz, who is our medical entomologist, and she has a, a big uh, research program, and, and she has websites dedicated both to the mosquitoes of Wisconsin but also the ticks of Wisconsin. So she has some great visuals on her website. And there's also a really good website from the University of Rhode Island called Tick Encounter. Uh, and they have some great visuals on there uh, so that you can look at the different tick species, see the different life stages, see the, the sizes, the coloration and things like that to be able to identify them more easily. Or if you're not sure, uh, folks are always welcome to reach out to me at the UW Insect Diagnostic Lab, and I can often tell from pictures and let you know what type of tick it is. And there you have it, everything you should know about mosquitoes and ticks as we head into the summer in Wisconsin from Wisconsin bug guy P.J. Leash. He's the director of the UW Insect Diagnostic Lab. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Hoff. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Love the look by creating your floors with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. Hi, Grandma. What's for dinner? Hey, honey, I'm making stew tonight. Ooh, can Nina come over? I'm not sure about our new friend. I wonder if there's been any drinking going on. Alcohol at her age can lead to so many bad things. I've been meaning to ask you, what would happen if someone offered you a drink? Grandma! This is hard. She's so young. But I know I need to talk to her about it now before someone tries to give her alcohol. If anyone ever does offer you a drink, I want you to say no. I have too much respect for my family, and I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. Really? I promise, Grandma. I love you, too. Okay, how about tasting the stew and telling me what you think? Mmm. Some children may try alcohol as young as nine years old. It's not too early to talk about drinking. For tips on how to begin the conversation, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station. Let Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison help you catch the island spirit with our Tiki Loot Party. On Saturday evening, June 4th, 37 winners will share in a massive amount of cash prizes and rewards play. It's going to be a huge night with four winners selected every half hour between 5 and 9 p.m. Then at 9.30, one grand prize winner will land in a big one. $20,000 in cash. But don't wait until the 4th for all this tiki fun. Check out our bar for some luau-inspired drink specials all month long. Come and get the tropical feeling at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Ah, uh, yes. Many tractors will continue to roll because uh, right now it looks like our temperatures are the only thing that's really changing. But let's find out about it. Time for a Comfier Financial Ag Weather Update and Stu Muck's along with us. So uh, I'm, I'm happy with the temperatures this morning. It's beautiful outside. Sun is already up. But I do wonder, after we've seen temperatures that were almost in the 90s, I lose track of what's normal for this stage as we enter June. 
All right. Well, let's talk about it. The normal daytime high this time of the year, lacrosse, the warm spot. Their high is at 78. The rest of us fall in line about 75, 76 degrees. That's where we should be for a normal daytime high. Nighttime lows, lacrosse still a warm spot in the mid-50s, 56. And the rest of us just below that, 53, 54 degrees. That's a normal nighttime low. That's not hard to tolerate. We're not far away from that at all this morning. So, you know, those 90s aren't normal. We should be in the 70s right now, and we certainly have been seeing that to plus as we've made our way through the weekend and into early this week. Now it gets a bit different, a little cooler the next several days. Some low 70s for highs, still not bad. I mean, those crops aren't going to stop growing. It's not going to freeze them or anything like that. A week cool fronts pulling away from the far southeast part of Wisconsin. There's some rain along that front from lower Michigan down into central Illinois, southeast Iowa, into Missouri. None of that a threat for us today. I expect some sunshine, a pretty fair day, but on the cooler side. A little weak disturbance tries to build up out of the southwest and may account for a slight rain chance. Quite late tonight or just into early Thursday, it's just that, a very slight chance. Otherwise, a couple more sunny days in store, sounding nice, staying a little cooler, certainly comfortable. And if you're working in the hay, low 70s, not bad conditions at all. But then the weekend begins to change. I expect a little more instability, some moist air trying to build on in. May account for Saturday later in the day into the evening and the chance for a shower or a thunderstorm that may just linger into Sunday. And those temperatures do stay a little cooler than normal right on into next week as well. I'll have forecast details right after this. As a this. proud supporter of the dairy industry, Compure Financial sends a special thank you to dairy producers during June Dairy Month. Compure recognizes the dedication it takes to produce safe and nutritious dairy products for our nation and world and is grateful to all the hardworking farmers and their families. Give your local Compure team a call at 844-426-6733 or visit Compure.com for your lending and other financial needs. Compure Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2022, all rights reserved. BioVet microbial and nutritional supplements are formulated by their own staff veterinarian. Their focus on technology, research, and innovation ensures that your livestock receive live microbials and the absolute best nutritional ingredients to support all stages of health, growth, production, and reproduction. When you think healthy livestock, think BioVet and let them help you grow your profits. Call today, 1-800-BIOVET1 or find them online at bio-vet.com. All righty, and although we haven't seen a lot of rain, I appreciate Kyle down by Evansville letting me know that yesterday he picked up about a tenth of an inch of rain, you know, just a little bit of clouds that rolled over. Not much rain in the forecast, though, today, Stu, huh? No, not at all. In fact, I'd call it a mostly sunny sky, partly sunny in southeast Wisconsin, so be prepared for that. Otherwise, still very fine. Low 70s, 70, maybe 72 at La Crosse. Northwest winds about 5 to 10. Becoming mostly cloudy, a slight chance of some rain late in the nighttime. Look for lows that hold in the mid-50s. The northwest winds about 5. Another sunny day in store for Thursday, low 70s. West winds at 5 to 10. Sunny on Friday, very low 70s, maybe an upper 60 here or there. The northwest wind 5 or 10, 5 to 10. Upper 60s Saturday, Pam, and that chance, especially toward afternoon, of a shower. There could even be a rumble of thunder towards central Wisconsin. But you figure if, the, if there's a Saturday dairy breakfast, probably going to be all right. The morning ought to be all right. It's probably the afternoon. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, buddy. We'll catch up with you tomorrow.
You bet. See you then. Stumach is our ag meteorologist with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. And uh, remember that uh, talk, text, uh, rainfall report, crop progress update, whatever you want to use it for, 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Remember, we'll be pulling the winner of the Rural Mutual Weather Station today. That's your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Remember, Compure Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture in rural America. Visit Compure.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. When you walk into Blaine's Farm and Fleet, you'll always find friendly, helpful service, great prices, and brand-name products you can rely on, like 50-pound bags of Agrimaster Concentrated 32% Medicated Cattle Feed. Right now, when you buy four bags, get one free. Keep your animals in show shape with the Wall Arco SE Clipper, now $20 off. You'll also find these great doorbuster deals. 50-pound bags of Farm and Fleet Performance Dog Food or 40-pound bags of Farm and Fleet Original Cat Food, now $2 off. Rewards members get $3 off. Pick up a 22-pint Danby Dehumidifier. It's $179.99. Plus, for easy shopping, buy online for drive-thru, ship-to-home, or same-day delivery options. And mark your calendars, June is National Dairy Month. As a family-owned, community-focused business, Blaine's Farm and Fleet is proud to show their support for Midwest dairy farmers and their families. Be sure to show your support this June by attending a local dairy breakfast near you. We give you the tools, knowledge, and income so you can take your career however far you want to take it. I'm Wynn Davies. W.E. Davies and Sundra Modeling is now hiring carpenters, lead carpenters, boycott a stale career. We want you to take on a fresh perspective to your path in life. We're a local family business offering services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. You could be your next team player to deliver stunning, transformative results. Visit wedaviesremodeling.com. This looks like a car. Has tires, headlights, a hood, windshield wipers. The doors look like car doors. Open like them too. There's a front seat, back seat, steering wheel. 99.9% of the time, this would be a car. But it's not. This is a bedroom. Anita Washington's for five weeks. There are people like Anita all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, We'll provide Anita and other women, children, and men with nearly 20,000 nights of shelter. Just one part of more than $1.4 million in food, clothing, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Are you looking for a fast-paced job in a fun and exciting work environment? Look no further than Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. We offer a wide range of job and shift availability in both part-time and full-time positions. Competitive wages and great benefits await you at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Visit us in person or check out our website to see all of our job openings. Make work fun and apply for a job at Madison's only casino. We're known for our sweet moves, but what you might not know is that we can store your stuff too. Yep, from one day to one year. We can hold on to your things on our trucks or in our warehouse. 
This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the unexpected storage move. Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things well, like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving. You haven't seen moves like these before. I don't want to brag. That means you're totally about to brag. Everything in my home matches. Matches perfectly. It's all pulled together. That's because I have my own personal interior designer. You have your own interior designer because you shop at Lazy Boy. My Lazy Boy designer can pull strings and get me custom fabrics that match, handles and feet that coordinate my personal style, and color combinations that nobody else has. Everybody can have it. You just have to start at Lazy Boy. My personal designer knows how to bring it all together without it looking all, all, um, what's the word? It's not all matchy-matchy. You get the idea. Of course, this kind of customization isn't available to just anyone. It's available to everyone. Unless you have a personal designer. From Lazy Boy. It all comes together with Lazy Boy. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy home furnishings and decor, Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. Thump. That jolting experience when you hit a pothole. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. Protect your tires from uneven wear with a front end alignment from Tom's Auto Center. It's also a free service when you purchase a new set of tires. And you'll be driving straight the way you should be. Stay safe, drive safe. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Tom's Auto Center. I loathe the Chicago Cubs. How did it feel not once but twice to have the L fly high at Wrigley yesterday for the Brewers? Dude, what? Could you have asked for two better games yesterday? Mm. What, a, what a joy. And, and you know that on a holiday or on a Sunday afternoon, sometimes the game stinks, but it's the only thing that's on. So you watch and, and you get your hopes up for a Sunday afternoon game, right? Because nothing's going on. Maybe you go grocery shopping in the morning, you go to church, you come home, and you kind of build your afternoon around it. And when the afternoon game sucks, it's, it's a huge bummer. We got two games that were awesome yesterday. Something new that I'm watching for Ebo, we saw in the first game, is when the Brewers take a lead, then lose the lead, and take the lead back. Mm. Like, that's I love seeing that. That's and a I great sign. Take it. Typically, the Brewers jump out to a lead, and if they lose it, that's kind of it. You know, So that, that was great to see in the afternoon game. It was phenomenal, Grant. And you look at oh. now here. Okay, question for you. You and I have had our spats mm-hmm. a little bit about pitchers when it comes to, you know, leave them in a game or whatever. Were you pissed at Craig Council or were you like, well done, Gregory, when Josh Hader t- walked out there not once but twice yesterday to get two saves? First of all, you act like I cheer for pitchers. No, no, no. I'm asking how you, how you were feeling when you saw him walk out there again. Well, well, when he well, when he went back out there, I, I guess that's a sign to me that Craig probably they probably had a plan coming into the day, and they probably talked about all the possibilities. And Josh Hader must have been feeling good, and it probably didn't hurt that they were playing the Cubs. Like right. Hader didn't have to work too hard in in either one of the innings. So um, I was worried. I was worried honestly when he came back out because I thought, man, this would be a huge bummer if he's tired from the first game and he loses his scoreless streak because he's trying to pitch twice in a day. And actually, that didn't happen because Josh Hader is awesome and. No one can hit him right now, but no one was cool. I, I, and last night on Twitter, I found the list of all-time Brewers uh, closers who have had a, a, a two saves in one day. Jim Henderson on that list, Rally Fingers. So uh, one of those guys, a little bit more decorated than the uh, than the other, but that was pretty cool. <laughs> Henderson had a couple uh, good years. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the Jim it was like 2013 when he had two saves in one day. Stand for that. 
So yeah, I won't stand for Jim Henderson slander. Do you have any concern about the Brewers' starting pitching rotation, Grant Bills? As the, you know, you got Freddie Peralta out for a while. You got Brandon Woodruff with uh, an ankle injury, and now it's like you got, you know, Ethan Small came up. Now he's back down. You got Aaron Ashby with twelve strikeouts. Any concern with this uh, this Brewers' pitching starting rotation here? Uh, assuming Woodruff comes back after the fifteen days and is one hundred percent, no. Um, can I can I pose to you a pose question away. or a topic pose, on the Brewers' please, rotation? Pose. Okay, so. I, you might have seen this because I think Big Joe, or no, it was Dave and Monona tagged you in this. Oh, by morning. the way, you did not I get bumped. Pete from Monona called it. You didn't get bumped for Pete. Dave, 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 and Pete's the battle for Monona is insane. You, we just got along, and I wanted you to have your time to you know breathe a little bit. That's why I moved you to a little later. You didn't get bumped. And I would never have you on my show if we were crunched for time because Correct. that would just be a waste. I'll, I'll bring you back. I, I don't want to be rushed. I mean, it, well, it takes I a while to climb Dave, Mount Everest. Yes. Yeah, it does. I think David Monona tagged you in this. So this was a tweet that is was from an individual who does radio in the state. I don't know that all of you are the biggest fan of him. But he said that even without Woodruff and Peralta, a rotation of Burns, Lauer, Ashby, Hauser, and TBD oh. is still better than any other Bruce we were We were talking about that a little bit like earlier today, yes. Is that is that right? true even without two of their best guys is this still one of the best bruise rotations i've ever seen i would say obviously last year was better but we're talking yeah. about one where two of the guys are left off the list and i think i would probably argue that 2011 would be slightly better but this is the only reason why mm-hmm. because if that exact rotation would have been mentioned last year or two years ago there's no way mm-hmm. anybody agrees with it yes because Lauer Lauer has been amazing this is by far his best year in the big leagues and it's not even close Hauser has just been extremely solid the last two years Ashby is relatively unknown for the majority of Brewer fans going into last year and then you have Burns can I can I say something quickly about Eric Lauer you can say Grant you can don't you don't have to ask just say whatever you want when did he pitch last week? Was it Wednesday night or Thursday night against the against the Cardinals when he when he had an outing? I don't remember what it was. I think it I think it was Thursday night. Yeah, I think it was, I watched thir- Adam, it was Thursday. I watching a bar. Yeah. What bar? He went five innings. I was. Uh, we're on. We're not on lacrosse anymore. Okay, so I don't feel bad about it. We're Dells. just out of math. It was Dells. It was right Dells around the corner. What, the, so, beautiful Bloody Marys. Love it. It was. Um, liquor Cokes at this point in the night, not Bloody Marys, but I will come back anytime for Bloody Marys. Liquor and I'm, Coke? I'm watching Eric Lauer. What was that? Liquor and Coke? That's what, yeah. Man, you must have not slept. Liquor Coke. Oh! Um, Cola. She's sweeter than a glass of chocolate milk and louder than a morning rooster. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You will notice a change in the temperatures today when you're outside. Partly sunny skies on this Wednesday, 71. Tomorrow, sunshine and 73. Friday, sunshine and 74 degrees. Glad you're along with us, everybody. I'm Farm Director Pam Youngke. Yes, welcome to June Dairy Month in America's Dairyland. It is the first day of June. On this day back in 1974, the Heimlich Maneuver was published. Henry Heimlich is credited with developing the technique that uses abdominal thrust, namely your fist, to stop choking. It has saved millions since 1974 when it was published, the Heimlich Maneuver, on this day back in 1974. Happy birthday this morning to songwriter and Canadian Alana Morissette. Also celebrating a birthday today, Morgan Freeman, the actor, is 85 years young, and model Heidi Klum, She is 49, and now you know. 
Hey, it is a Wiffles Wednesday. One more time that we're kind of heading out to the fields to keep a pulse on what's happening with spring planting and some of the challenges that our Wisconsin farmers are facing us. And this morning, one of our uh, sales managers that's joining us is Cooper Humphreys, and he's uh, got primarily Columbia and Dodge County where he's working. You know, and Cooper, before we started this conversation, one thing you and I were mentioning is, boy, in that geography, even that small geography, depending on where you've been, that some people got a lot of rain, others not so much, huh? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I kind of live, I'm centrally located right in Dodge County here, and at planting, uh, at my house here, we've only had a little over an inch. Um, but you go a little bit north and a little bit west, there's been places that have had two or three inches. And, yeah, it just seems really, really spotty all across Dodge and Columbia County, kind of what cloud you're under. Yeah. As everybody pretty much got their their planting completed when it comes to corn, hope they're making good progress on beans. Yeah, definitely. We've made a lot of really good progress on corn. I think there's a few guys out there that, um, for whatever reason, breakdown stuff right. like that might not be wrapped up yet. But the greater share of people are. I think there are still a few beans to get planted there yet. Um, but there's plenty of guys that are getting wrapped up in that direction, too. Now, how do you do the follow-up then, Cooper, when you go back around and visit with your folks? I mean, it's one thing to get it in the ground. Uh, there's been issues as far as monitoring for crusting in some soils. I imagine you always want to double-check plant population. What is that first visit after the corn's gone in the ground like? Yeah, so the first visit, that's one thing really unique about Wiffles, actually, with us not selling soybeans. You know, a lot of other seed dealers are running around delivering soybeans where where we sell corn only. So we have a chance to get out there really early and evaluate some of those early stand counts. Um, so a lot of times that's even us us going out and doing that, why the growers still planting beans or still planting corn or doing whatever. So, yeah, it gives us a chance to, to get out there really early and evaluate that corn stand when we should be. Well, and that is really nice because, like you said, farmers are always busy with your Wiffles man on the scene, kind of an extra set of eyes. What are your observations right now then, Cooper? Anything in particular crossing your mind? Yeah, things are actually looking really good. We got kind of started around here on Mother's Day, and we really had that heat wave to kind of bring everything up out of the ground really nicely. I have seen a couple instances where some corn planted after that where we kind of turned cold and wet that didn't come up quite as great but everything that came up kind of in that six-day window after Mother's Day really looks good. And I'm guessing you're encouraging people not to throw the towel in even on a plant on a stand that that doesn't necessarily look fantastic just yet. I mean this Wisconsin weather can snap that around pretty fast. Oh yeah definitely yeah I've seen nothing yet that I would that I would consider tearing up. Everything in, in this area just seemed to come up really nicely and we got a pretty pretty good stand out there. Now, what about the Wiffles hybrid lineup? I know that you guys have a lot of research plots in. Uh, one of the spots that's uh, really uh, an excellent place to take a look at what's coming is in the, the DeForest area. Uh, have you gotten a chance to see anything there yet? I have not been down there yet, but I've been focusing kind of on my own plots um, in this general area. I mm-hmm. um, like to get a lot of Wiffles work sites in. Um, things are up and looking really good. Some of the new products are are looking pretty good coming up out of the ground. So that'll always, of course, take, we'll evaluate over the rest of the season. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. I have a new 93 day um, that'll really help me as we move north and a couple other right around that 100 day uh, maturity that are really off to a good start in the plot. Excellent. So again, folks, remember, although this is the last of our Wiffles Wednesday with the folks that are out in the fields, uh, it is important, Cooper, that they keep in touch with you folks at Wiffles because as those uh, research trials are advancing, you're really ready to share that information as it comes, right? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep. We like to be, be in constant contact with our customers all the time and, and giving them information on new products and always trying to improve. Excellent. And they are the guys with the eyes on your corn and ready to help. Cooper Humphreys along with us, one of the sales managers that's with Wiffles Hybrids. Like he said, uh, you may be off doing something else, and they are focused entirely on corn. That's their business. And remember, uh, based in the Midwest, you know the products that they're developing for the next generation are right for your farm. Again, a wrap-up of our Wiffles Wednesday on this Wednesday morning with our friend Cooper Humphreys, his territory, Columbia and Dodge counties. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to Farm First Dairy Cooperative, serving dairy farmers across the Midwest since 2013. Farm First Dairy Cooperative, member-focused, member-driven, member-led. And from Equity Livestock Cooperative, marketing your livestock, financing your operation, and supporting the livestock community since 1922. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net on Facebook and Twitter. We need you and your rain gauge. It's time for the Rural Mutual Rainfall Report, and we need you to text your rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from, because every month we'll pick a winner that will get a digital weather station, courtesy of the Midwest Farm Report and Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Now that school is concluded for a lot of kids across the state of Wisconsin, the big question mark is, how are those kids going to get fed? Are their families able to provide regular meals for them? Or was that school lunch menu something kind of critically important in a kid's day? Allison Lund, our summer intern who hails from Cambridge, goes to school at Purdue, had a chance to visit with the leadership at the Second Harvest Food Bank. Uh, They are planning already for escalated numbers of people that need a little extra assistance when it comes to food security for themselves and their kids. She's going to join us with that story in just a moment. Wisconsin farmers have been using the weather to their advantage wherever they can. The latest update from the Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service shows as of Sunday across the state, we had about 80% of our corn in the ground. That's still behind where we were last year, but we're pretty much even with our average. The corn that's been in the ground, 55% of that has emerged. 73% of our soybeans statewide have been planted. That's a little bit behind last year, but ahead of our five-year average of the soybeans planted, about 39% are through the soil surface. We've also begun harvesting that first cutting of alfalfa, about 13% of our first cutting already harvested as of last weekend, a little bit behind our five-year average, but still plenty of opportunities ahead. Markets in overnight electronic trade this morning are still a little bit mixed. Currently in Chicago, December corn is down a penny at 710. November soybeans up seven and a half at 1517. July wheat, that's up seven, 1094 a bushel. Yesterday in Chicago, barrel cheese was unchanged. 40-pound block cheese, that dropped three and a quarter cents to 224 and three quarters. The double-A butter was up a quarter of a cent on Tuesday to 288 a pound. Fluid milk contracts for June right now down a penny, 2456 a hundredweight. July milk, that's up three. 24.72 a hundredweight. Congratulations to our Wisconsin dairy producers. In the month of April, you witnessed an all-new, all-record $27.10 a hundredweight milk price. 
According to USDA, that was $1.80 above the March milk price and $8.20 a hundredweight more than what dairy producers were paid for their milk April a year ago. Again, in Wisconsin, $27.10 a hundredweight for the milk that was produced and sold in the month of April. The previous milk price record for Wisconsin was set back in September of 2014 when the price was $26.60 a hundredweight. You know, talking about crop progress, it's not just corn and soybeans that we monitor. We're also keeping an eye on how our Wisconsin strawberry crop is coming along. Yesterday, I talked with Ed Burrs from Burrs Berry Patch in Barneville to get a little bit of an update on how the super, super hot weather, the wet weather, and now suddenly the cooling weather is impacting this year's crop. Ed says, so far, so good. Yeah, I see plant growth has been kind of sporadic. Um, the, the, the cooler plants, cooler loving plants like asparagus and rhubarb, and actually we've got, we've got sugar snap peas too we put in, they seem to be flourishing pretty well. The vegetation's growing well. Um, and I say more the the fruiting crops like strawberries, raspberries. I, right now I'm seeing the, the development of the fruits are a little bit behind schedule, even despite that one week where we were in the 90s all week. That kind of they, they help some of the vegetation grow, but the, fruit, the fruiting and budding situation is still kind of lag behind. We're actually at the strawberry season now. I'd say our early to mid-season varieties are in full bloom. Um, that's about a week, week and a half behind normal schedule. The late varieties are still coming along, so it'll it'll be a little bit of a later season for us in our in our location. Yeah, and let's hope that the weather continues to be fairly moderate that way. Any insect or disease issues that you bumped into yet, Ed? You know, this is probably, I told Kathy, this has probably been the, one of the easiest years for controlling diseases and insects. I've been scouting for insects, found very few. Typically, thrips are a big problem if they come up from the south. Um, leaf diseases, because it's been kind of dry. I think that weed, weed of, or week of 90-degree temperatures really kind of tamped down a lot of the leaf and other diseases. Um, root rots, there was some of that coming out of the winter, so hopefully the plants are recovering enough to sustain their fruit crop. Um, that's typically our, our biggest issue with the real heavy soils that we have is you really got to mitigate a lot of the root, root funguses that occur in strawberries. But yeah. I dug a few plants up. The roots seem to be regrowing and getting healthy. So hopefully as the fruit grows, um, the plants will be able to sustain that with the nutrient uptake from the roots. So a couple more weeks before we start to see our Wisconsin strawberry patches open up. Don't forget, you can follow along on uh, berry progress in the state through the Wisconsin Berry Growers Association website, wiberries.org. I appreciate talking with Ed Burrs from Burrs Berry Patch in Barneveld. Coming up next, we're talking with our new summer intern, Allison Lund, going to school at Purdue, hails from Cambridge, bringing us a summer nutrition update for the kids. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. When you walk into Blaine's Farm and Fleet, you'll always find friendly, helpful service, great prices, and brand name products you can rely on. Like Hillman Grade 2 Builders Hardware, now 10% off. Power up your equipment with AA or AAA Energizer Max batteries. An 8-pack, your choice, $6.99. Pick up an aluminum rear cargo carrier from Laren. It's great for luggage, coolers, or just about anything that won't fit in your vehicle. On sale, $129.99. And save 10% on six-rail utility gates from Balin. 
You'll also find these great doorbuster deals. 50-pound bags of Farm and Fleet Performance Dog Food or 40-pound bags of Farm and Fleet Original Cat Food, now $2 off. Rewards members get $3 off. Pick up a 22-pint Danby dehumidifier. It's $179.99. For superior products, trust the experts at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Plus, for easy shopping, buy online for drive-through, ship-to-home, or same-day delivery options. Recently, the U.S. Navy delivered tons of food to hungry people halfway around the world. But you could help someone in your own community simply by donating a can of soup. Last week, a Navy doctor saved the life of a total stranger. Just like you could by giving a pint of blood. The men and women of America's Navy do some amazing things to make the world a better place. So can you. Whether it's by donating food or simply giving time, right in your own backyard. Brought to you by America's Navy. Let's ride bikes. 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 Busy professionals don't have time to deal with bike shops. I'm Andy Q, owner of the Bike Mobile. Avoid the hassle of dragging your bicycle to the shop. Ask your employer if the Bike Mobile can visit your office for a bicycle tune-up day for you and your coworkers. The Bike Mobile is a mobile bicycle repair van that comes to you at home or at work. Book your appointment today at thebikemobile.com and let's ride bikes. Sows, cows, plows. Heck, anything connected to farming's on the menu here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. As summer rolls around and schools wrap up for the year, there is a focus on ensuring that those children and their families have enough to eat. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Allison Lund. I spoke with Stephanie Young-Dorfman, the executive director of Feeding Wisconsin. Feeding Wisconsin is a state association of Wisconsin's six Feeding America member food banks. Stephanie shares what the food banks are expecting to see these upcoming summer months and how they prepare. With students at home, that means added pressure on parents to make sure that they're making up the meals that they might otherwise receive while in school. We oftentimes see uh, an increase in food pantry participation and folks coming through pantries um, to access food during those, those months. Um, for that reason, uh, we know that, that folks that might be receiving benefits like food share or SNAP or other resources, don't. it's harder to make those, those resources stretch during the summer months. So with, you know, sort of that heavier traffic through the food pantries and increased need during the summer months, are there any sort of programs out there designed to help people? So there are school uh, feeding programs. So there are many schools that offer summer meals that students can access. Through the pandemic, there have been waivers to make those meals more accessible, such as a grab-and-go option. Um, There is some current... um, legislation that is allowing for some limitations on those waivers. So there's there's a lot of conversation right now uh, about how we can implement those in Wisconsin to make sure that those summer meals are as accessible as they have been over the course of the last two years. Uh, we know that we're still living in a pandemic. We know that some of those waivers, some of those options to make summer meals more accessible to families uh, were really helpful you know, even outside of the pandemic, it's it's a hard ask for families to stop what they're doing and, and show up for those meals every day in order to have food for their kids. So um, over the course of the pandemic, there were options for summer meals to provide a week's worth of food for a family so they didn't have to show up every day to interrupt maybe work or, or other life events. There's also um, a summer EBT program, basically a summer SNAP program for families who receive SNAP or the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program or food share as it's known in Wisconsin. Um, so that will, um, the plan is, is still being put in place for Wisconsin to understand how that will un- unfold in um, this summer months. 
So I know you touched on the pandemic a couple times there. Could you tell me, like, how has the pandemic affected need? And beyond that, how has it affected sourcing for your food products? Um, so the pandemic has definitely hit hit families and our food banks hard. As far as families go, we know that the, the need deepened. So there was an increase in the number of people who, who needed resources during that time. But we also know that... Um, Sometimes families needed more resources to stretch um, their, you know, to put food on their tables over the course of the month. There were other programs that that supported them. There was an emergency allotment in the SNAP program or the Food Share program. Uh, we know that's set to to end when the public health emergency ends. So that's one thing that we're monitoring. Um, we know that will go through at least October at this point, but we know that there will be an end to that public health emergency and, and therefore the emergency allotment. So. Well, not a summer issue. We know that this is going to be an issue to come when families receive you know, less uh, adequate resources than they had from that program alone. As far as our food banks go, our, our food banks were hit hard during COVID for, on many fronts. The same supply chain disruptions that, that households, that grocers, that retailers faced, uh, we also faced. We saw shortages of volunteers, which, which um, you know, has now stabilized once again as we're able to get people back in, into our food banks to do the sorting and repacking and, and such. Um, and, you know, we also saw increases in food prices. We were purchasing more food than we had ever purchased before to, to fill the gap of donations. Um, and and now with in inflation and other um, gasoline prices, we're seeing our food banks hit hard on those fronts as well, that we are needing to pay more for food, pay more for fuel in order to get that out across the state to the, the partner agencies that we work with. Yeah, I know that inflation and gas prices are really causing a lot of trouble for everyone, and I can imagine it really hits you guys hard. What are some of the things that you do to combat that and still get food out to people? We are creative in our sourcing of food. So, of course, we work with retailer, manufacturer partners to to get donated food product. We're also purchasing products. So, you know, looking to what kind of donations and partnerships we might have today we received uh, a check from the Wisconsin Beef Council that was you know a partnership that that really was that grew during the pandemic um, so making sure that we're working closely with our commodity associations to to get good prices on products um, but we're also at the same time trying to, to pay market prices for the food because we know that farmers also are hit hard by these same expenses and we want to make sure that they have um, the income that they need as well. So is there anything else you'd like us to know, you know, moving forward, how we could get involved, help out? Absolutely. So I always encourage folks, we we could always use donations, volunteers, uh, and advocates. So please, uh, in any way that you're interested in showing up, um, we'd be happy. Every part of your vehicle serves a purpose, especially your tires. When they aren't right, it makes a big difference in safety. So find great deals on trusted brands of automotive and specialty tires for farm machinery, utility vehicles, and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet.